Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome to Off the Wire. I am your host, Noel Olin, aka the Cajun Libertarian, and we have an absolutely fantastic impact show for you tonight, and I mean it very much so. I will have with me joining Mike Termat, a presidential hopeful for the Libertarian Party, talking about the imminent threat of World War III and what's going on around the globe, plus so, so much more. You are going to want to catch all of this show tonight, I promise you, so stay tuned and let's freaking go. Yes, indeed. Welcome to a very special edition of Off the Wire. I am your host. First, let's hear a word from our good friend and mentor, Spike Cohen. The game plan of You Are the Power is pretty simple. We find people who are being harmed or abused or neglected or mistreated by their local governments. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Uh, we want to help people. This is something that has already began to affect real change. This isn't some distant, futuristic, utopic, or utopian <laughs> dream. It's already happening. It's making yeah. its courts. It's making waves right now as we speak. If you want to learn how to become an effective activist and then to do actual activism and actually help people now, not wait for, like you said, some distant utopian future where libertarians take over the world and leave everyone alone. If you want to do that now, that's what we're doing. This next year is going to be the year that people see what liberty actually looks like. Not what it sounds like, not what our philosophy is, but what it act, the actual results and ideas, the solutions behind what we do. So that's what I'm doing with You Are The Power. I would love for you to be a part of it. Youarethepower.net. We'd love for you to become a member. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. You are the power.net. You can sign up right now for free and subscribe and get your daily newsletter that you can get again for free from the man and who I deemed the master Judai, Spike Cohen. If you don't know who he is, I don't know what to tell you at this point. Follow him. He's outstanding. You are the power.net. Now, let's get into it um as we start this i will ask you please and sincerely to follow like share the show subscribe on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, basically anywhere where you get your podcast and let's get this message out here just like the one i'm wearing on my shirt right now dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery um we have to do this it takes a community we will accomplish the goals that we want to if we put in the work. And some of this work, like sharing, subscribing, and leaving five-star reviews on a show like this, is free to you, and it takes like five seconds. So let's go. Let's make this happen. Now, let's get into our first story. Let me clear this off the screen real quick so that I can get to what you need to see. And our first one up, transgender Minnesota lawmaker introduces bill removing anti-pedophile language from state's human rights act. This is from Fox News, April 26, Minnesota, Minnesota State Rep Lee Fink, or Lay Fink, I'm not sure how you say that right there, told Fox News Digital the language should have never been included in the statutory definition in the first place. A transgender state lawmaker, and again, look, I can't stress enough, like, it doesn't matter that the, per that the person is trans. What matters is the language of the bill that they're proposing. That's what matters, not what the person identifies as, okay? But there's going to be a meshing and correlation of these things, and I'll get into that a little bit later. 
a transgender state lawmaker in Minnesota introduced a measure that would remove language from the state's Human Rights Act that currently declares pedophiles are not included in protections based on sexual orientation. Amazing. The proposed language has shocked and bewildered Republicans. Why? Why just Republicans? Where are the other people? Where are where are the sanity? Where are the same people pr- promoting sanity? Where are they at? Why are we strictly beholden to Republicans doing this? We cannot afford to outsource basic biology and sanity to conservatism. That was never an option. Just because the progressive left has moved themselves completely out of the picture when it comes to sanity and basic human rights and logic does not mean that conservatives get to take over this. Under no circumstances. This is our territory. The proposed language has shocked and bewildered Republicans. But the bill's author says nothing in the text would weaken pedophile laws, pedophilia laws. My bad. But the bill's author says nothing in the text would weaken pedophilia laws. And here's really one of my main points of covering this article is that, of course, it will. Because all of this nonsense starts with the absolute manipulation and degradation of etymological study, of etymological language, period. It always starts this way. See, CDC changing the definition of what a vaccine was during the middle of the COVID pandemic right as they rolled out. Yours truly trumps warp speed. They did that. This is their M.O., changing vernacular, changing language. It starts there. The slippery slope is not a fallacy. It is real. So don't take this lightly. I don't care what this dude says. It will result in the changing of laws regarding pedophilia. Let's continue. The quote-unquote Take Pride Act, HF1655. Are you listening, Minnesota? I said House Floor 1655, HF1655, was introduced earlier this year by State Rep. Lee Fink, a member of the Democratic Farmer Labor Party and the first trans legislator in Minnesota in House history. I don't know why that makes a difference, but okay, whatever, Fox. (laughs) Okay. I hope I hope Fox dies an absolutely miserable death after annihilating. Uh, I shouldn't say it like that. I sh- after separating ways with Tucker Carlson, <laughs> like, you were the last domino to fall in the corporate media corruption. And I hope you die an absolutely miserable death, Fox. I'm glad to see you go. You were one of the, if not the primary beneficiary to the war military industrial complex. Goodbye. I hope you are dead. Rest in peace, Fox. R.I.P. Fox. Make that hashtag go viral. The bill would amend Minnesota's Human Rights Act, which is described by the state as, quote, one of the strongest civil rights laws in the country, end quote. The current Human Rights Act protects against discrimination based on sexual orientation defined as, quote, having or being perceived as having an emotional, physical, or sexual attachment to another person without regard to the sex of that person or having or being perceived as having an orientation for such attachment or having or being perceived as having a self-image or identity not traditionally associated with one's biological maleness or femaleness. Under the Human Rights Act, the definition of sexual orientation says that sexual orientation does not include physical or <laughs> physical or sexual attraction to children by an adult, or more simply described, pedophilia. The Democrats' decision to strike this language is disturbing and inexplicable, says the GOP House Minority Leader Lisa DeMuth said in a statement in Fox, to Fox News Digital. 
The law also includes this caveat. Quote, sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. The language would be removed under Fink's proposal. House Republicans will be presenting an amendment today to clarify that pedophilia is absolutely not a protected class under the Human Rights Act. We sincerely hope Democrats will join us in ensuring our children are protected, DeMuth added. Why is this a Republican issue? It's not under no circumstances. This is a clear violation of the net. According to the slippery slope fallacy, scare quotes for those listening later, thank you very much. A bunch of people listen later. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, please download. Leave me a five-star review. It's incredible the way the show is growing. 38 countries now. What? Wild. This is not a political issue. This is 100% apolitical. A meaning without. It is not a political issue. This is a basic common sense and human rights. And my God, any sane human being issue. And that leads me to this story right here. Mentioning, again, that this person representing this law, this bill that they proposed, said that it would not change the language around how pedophiles and child abusers are treated. Here we go. Andy No reports, Oregon teachers aid drag mom to quote-unquote child drag queen sentenced to less than one year in jail for 11 felony child sex crimes. Excuse me. If I don't buy your brand when you're talking about changing the language around pedophilia and how it won't affect the legality or the application of legal law when it comes to absolute child abusers. Get bent. Let's continue. This is from the postmillennial.com on April 20th, 420. <laughs> Apple, happy belated 420, by the way. A former Oregon elementary school teaching assistant and quote-unquote drag mom, this is a dude, by the way, to a controversial child drag performer. What? Child drag performer. No, absolutely not. No chance. Has been convicted of 11 felonies over the distribution of child sex abuse content and sentenced to less than a year in a local jail. Kelsey Maida Boren, 33, was convicted in Lane County, Oregon, on March 23rd of 11 counts of encouraging child sex abuse in the first degree. A single charge of using a child in a display of sexually explicit content was dismissed as part of the deal. A single charge of using a child in a display of sexually explicit conduct was dismissed as part of the plea deal. Boren was sentenced to 330 days in county jail, 30 days for each each felony count in a sweetheart deal agreed upon between the district attorney's office and his counsel. Before being arrested, Bourne worked as a teaching assistant for special ed students at Veneta Elementary in Veneta, Oregon. According to court documents, she, she he told detectives that his need for child sex abuse content was like, quote, an uncomfortable itch that he couldn't stop. Let me repeat. According to court documents, she told detectives, he he, post-millennial, he, that's a dude, told detectives that his need for child sex abuse content was like an, unquote, an uncomfortable itch that he couldn't stop. 
end quote. The deputy dis, the deputy district attorney attorney told TPM her victims have no his victims have no relationship to the school or children there. This writer originally reported in October of 2022 that Boren was one of the long-term quote-unquote drag moms to an 11-year-old trial child drag performer being featured at a Eugene leftist pub. A quote-unquote drag mom is a drag performer who teaches a younger or inexperienced person that the tricks of the trade. So, G rumor. My goodness. Born used the stage name, always craving, always craving, and had been one of several adults grooming, G rooming the child into drag performing since he was at least seven years old. Seven. Photographs of the child's Facebook show. Him being showered on stage with dollar bills and dressing and revealing outfits. Vanilope has Cash App and Venmo account. I don't want to read that. Sorry. I don't want to read that. Here's some uh, here's some pictures. I want to go to this first. Here's the dude and his son. Him G-rooming the dude. Here's the child. My God. And here's his conviction photo. This is truly disgusting. Now, with that being said, let me make something perfectly clear. Under no circumstances will those of us that are protecting the innocence and physical and mental well-being of children under no circumstances are we going to cede one inch of ground to you child-abusing psychopaths. In no context whatsoever will we allow you to even think for one second that you have gotten anything even close to a win. And not only will we win, we will go above and beyond to make your loss as painful as humanly possible. In fact, we will already start pushing for if you sexually abuse one single child, even one single time, you will get life in prison without the possibility of parole and with hard labor. And that hard labor, I mean hard. Something similar to, if not this, you chipping ice off the Antarctic with your bare freaking hands until you die a miserable death. So I suggest that you take this promise very, very seriously, and you stay far, far away from our kids. Now, unfortunately, these types of issues will be conflated with the actual trans people that are trying to live their lives and deserve to have their lives lived free of government interference. So, I suggest that those of you within that community that highly respect the innocence and well-being of children and other people's children and your own community, that you start to stop to fight and stand up for your own sake. Otherwise, good luck. Now let's get to the rest of the show. I want to lighten things up a little bit with one of the most favorite lunch show segments. You guessed it. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America. Matter of fact, let's just say it like this. Your president of these United States of America. Let's go. The last country I've traveled, I'm drinking once with the last one I was in. I, I've, I've been to 89, I met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep track. Um, I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. That's where it was. How'd you know that? Look, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. 
This is uh, completely embarrassing. And it should be. But we're here. So we're going to make fun of it and have fun with it. Biden warns nuclear conflict from North Korea on U.S. and its allies would result in a change of regime. And we have a great freaking video for it. Also, U.S. to send nuclear submarines and new pledge to protect South Korea from the North threat. So, uh, yeah, let's add in, let's add another nuclear threat to the list. We got China, we got uh, Russia, and now we got North Korea. Joining me online to talk about this absolutely ridiculous administration and imminent threat is Mike Termat, hopeful for the Libertarian Party nomination for the president run in 2024. Noel, how are you? Mike, I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? I got to tell you, that was one hell of a monologue, you romping, stomping, horseradish-laden son of a bitch. I don't want to get on the wrong side <laughs> of this guy. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I appreciate that. If I if I'm gonna lay if I'm gonna die on any hill, it will be those of the children, which I have three, right? So you can uh, you can. Well, take they are in good hands. I was glad to hear that you were standing up for children's rights. If our society has an ounce of dignity left in it, uh, we will spend it dying on that hill. You are exactly right. I also appreciate it as libertarians. I also appreciated you standing up against the silly idea that, you know, this should be politicized or that we need to conflate sexual orientation with, you know, standing up for kids mm -hmm. rights. Uh, you know, you and I and uh, all good libertarians are absolutely anti pedophilia full stop. This has got nothing mm -hmm. to do with political orientation, sexual orientation uh, or any other kind of orientation you might have going on. Yeah, 100% agree. This is apolitical, 1,000% in my opinion. This has nothing to do with your political affiliation, your political beliefs whatsoever. This is about protecting the innocence and the physical and mental well-being of children, the most innocent of us among our society and the future of our country. If we are going to have a country, it must be protected and instilled with the nature and principles that we hold true to liberty and freedom into the youngest of us. I think that you should make that speech on the floor of the uh, Minnesota legislature. Uh, those people need a little help if they think they're doing anybody any good by removing that language uh, from their standing state law. That's just a, a bad idea that they got going on there. That's wild. And I would love to get that speech on to the Minnesota floor and give even more of it. I'm, I'm holding back here a little bit because I knew I wanted you to have you on. This is you holding back? I hate to see you un <laughs> uncorralled. I hear you should, something. You should watch some of my other shows when I'm by myself. Oh, I am like uncontrollable. It is beyond uh, recognition for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely holding back. So, Mike, how are you? And uh, I'm doing good. Uh, aside from, uh, you know, riding submarines to the Korean Peninsula today, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> Outstanding. I, I, I do want to get to that immediately because it is obviously an extreme threat. And this administration continues to exacerbate an already uncontrollable scenario regarding our world war conflict. But before we get there, uh, you are running as uh, or two grab the Libertarian Party nomination for presidential. Is that correct? Yeah, you are exactly uh, correct. People can learn about that by going to our websites or calling me, texting me, emailing me, uh, or any uh, any other way they want to get a hold of us. Amen. What, what, will you do me a favor? Will you give us maybe like a 60 to a 90 second rundown on exactly why you decided to do this? What and, the heck is uh, going what's your platform? On? <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. that. Look, I think we have a huge opportunity in 2024. That's not news at all. But some of the characteristics about that opportunity really play into our wheelhouse as a party, the growing authoritarianism and the disappointment right. with both of the parties in the duopoly. So we, we do have a huge opportunity, particularly as a party. But I do believe very strongly that to take advantage of that opportunity, we need to play our cards right. We need to run the right kind of campaign. That means leading with policy and leading with policy that is as true to our principles as, pol as, as possible. I'm running on a platform that we call the Gold New Deal. 
your your folks can learn about it by going to goldnewdeal.org, not goldnewdeal.com, goldnewdeal.org, and you can learn about it. It is full of the most transformational ideas. I believe that Americans are ready to hear institutional level change that we're willing to propose. And I personally stand behind every one of those proposals as someone who's had a long career in public policy and public service. First, as an economist, I worked for the government. I worked for the White House for a couple of years. I taught economics at a couple of universities. I was a free market advocate in Washington for many years. And I worked as a cop for the past 11 and a half years in, uh, in Broward County, Florida, on the road until about a year and a half ago. So I'm a big believer in public service and public policy and standing up behind bold ideas. That's outstanding. Uh, we look forward to to hearing more from you, not just uh, not just on your presidential run, but what you think about what's happening in America and at this point, just not America, but around the globe. So, uh, anything that we can do to help, you know, if if you guys want to support Mike Tamat for his presidential run for the Libertarian Party national uh, nomination, then let us know. And so, I we'll, appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I appreciate you coming on the show. So let's get into this right here. U.S. to send nuclear submarines in new pledge to to protect South Korea from yep. North threats. This is from NBC 426, April 26. The United States will deploy nuclear armed submarines to South Korea for the first time in decades, part of a new agreement that will signal Washington's commitment to defend Seoul against rising nuclear threats from North Korea, U.S. Yeah, this is a really weird story. If your previous clip was any indication, the bad news, the worst news, is the president probably has already lost track of which country that submarine is going to. Uh, and by the way, it, it may not be a great idea to run stories about pedophilia immediately before some creepy exchange between some eight-year-old girl in the crowd and the president of the United States. That might not be a good look. But uh, he is unlikely to remember where that submarine is going or why, because it's not clear that the policy behind it made sense in the first place. As uh, a lot of your viewers are probably well aware, this is a class of submarine that is designed for stealth. Uh, the last thing the Navy has wanted to do in the past is announce where it's going to be or why it's going to be in any particular place, much less announce we're going to South Korea, why we're going to South Korea, and then have a, a, a port of call uh, in the in the next uh, several days, as I understand it, not quite scheduled yet. Uh, that is a, a very weird story. It is obviously and uh, yes. irreversibly just a ma just a matter of intimidation. That's the only reason it's being sent. It's a it's a very weird story. I think it's a real shame. No, you're actually uh, spot on. So I, I'll I'll prove that by saying like earlier this month, North Korea launched its first solid fuel intercontinental ballistic missile in what analysts say is a meaningful advance in the country's effort to build a nuclear arsenal. And then that was our response. Quite literally, it was us just showing up, wanting to have a show of force in the area. You're spot on. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird thing, as, as though anyone doubted our ability to project power into Southeast Asia and East Asia already. Yep. Uh, in fact, uh, to make the, the, the story arguably even one step stranger, even that particular submarine, uh, much less uh, the other dozen submarines in it in that Ohio class, each one of these submarines has the ability to drop dozens uh, if not hundreds of nuclear warheads on North Korea or anyplace else in, in Southeast Asia from mm. literally thousands of miles away. So the only reason you would send it, much less announce where it's going to be, is uh, saber rattling, right? Is yep. just a show exactly. of force, just a, a chest thump, uh, which uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I left high school a long time ago. I just don't have this need uh to to show other kids on the block that I'm bigger and stronger everybody already knows that right correct if you're trying to run a policy to avoid world war 3 rather than to accelerate it i really think this is a dumb play 
I I completely 100% agree and going to prove everyone I'm sure you already know this Mike that you're absolutely 1000% and what I've said repeatedly over and over again that what we have here in especially and we're going to get to this here in a second uh with Russian submarines are quote unquote more active in the Atlantic despite ongoing US conflict or Ukraine, Ukraine conflict, U.S. general says, what we have is a po- political elitist pissing contest going on around the globe, which is another way of saying a bunch of chest thumping for no reason other than that your sons and daughters are being slaughtered on the backs in the other other countries' sons and daughters on the backs of this political, political elitist pissing contest, or as Mike just so eloquently put it, a chest thumping uh, situation. Now let's watch this clip from Biden, which makes this whole situation even worse. Nuclear attack by North Korea against the United States or its allies or partisans uh, or partners is unacceptable and will result in the end of whatever regime were to take such an action. That is a really weird statement uh, <laughs> at any, any number of fronts. Now, First, I don't even know how to peel this banana. It's got so many uh, problematic parts to it. First of all, the president of the United States just said that a nuclear attack on the United States would result in a regime change in North Korea. I'm sorry. I hope that results in a lot worse than a regime change in in North Korea. If, If there were a nuclear attack on Nebraska, right? I mean, that is a weird thing to say, first of all. Uh, I hope that it didn't need to be said that a nuclear attack on the United States would not be tolerated. Um, it, did he forget that that was already standing? I mean, hello, that he's only really got one job. I mean, that's why he was uh, elected was to protect the United States. At this point, uh, so that's, a, that's a weird to stay alive. That's a <laughs> that's a weird statement right there. Uh, but then to go further and say that uh, you know any of our partners. Uh, you know, look, we have treaties with some people and we we don't with others. Partner is sort of an amorphous term. I think what the president is trying to say, and I'm disappointed that he's trying to say it, so I really shouldn't be helping him. What I believe he's trying to say is that if you were to attack South Korea, we would launch an attack against North Korea and it would be yep. tit for tat and in kind. So a nuclear attack on South Korea would be met with nuclear force from the United States. I'm I'm saddened by the fact that we entered into a mutual defense uh, agreement with South Korea uh, 70 years ago, uh, 60 years ago, uh, and, and never pressured South Korea into spending the same proportion of its GDP on defense as we do. I think that was a, a real mistake, the same mistake that we made uh, with NATO, by the way. And now South Korea is just uber dependent on the United States to protect them. That is uh, a real shame because now to show the force that apparently some people in the federal government of the United States feel is necessary, to show that force, we need to put submarines in the China Sea, which uh, any any rational member of the Chinese Communist Party is going to be pissed off about, right? Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, you would consider it communist malpractice if they weren't pissed off about it. So you've just got yourself boxed in. The right policy would have been decades ago, or at the very least, starting right now, force the South Koreans, uh, the Taiwanese, and the Japanese uh, to start spending more money on their own self-defense because they need to be able to stand up for their own rights. Uh, We cannot be expected to be their sugar daddy forever and ever because what it does is it drags us into a regional potential conflict with China, and that increases, not decreases, the chances of World War III, and and we want no part of it. You're right. You, yeah. I mean, look, man, you're spot on. And unfortunately, like what I like to really focus on is internal inconus for those that you don't for the for those of you that don't understand the, the military language. Inconus means incontinental United States. 
but I would still also include Hawaii and Alaska because those are those are not in CONUS, but I'll include include those as well. What we want to focus on is in CONUS policies because that's what affects us on the day-to-day -day basis. However, what we're watching is an escalation on a global scale of military conflict of which the world has never seen. That can't be underestimated because there is no military force or power that has been shared amongst a myriad of countries as we do today. So as of right now, despite the fact that we have the, the homeland of Department of Security breathing down the necks of any dissenting opinions, the FBI that's totally corrupt and might kick in my freaking door any day, regardless of all of that, plus way much more, you, uh, people being arrested or having their children snatched because they won't allow their uh, the state to make their children's transition into a gender that they were never going to be able to do so in. This is actually the most pressing issue. It absolutely is, is the most. It is absolutely the most pressing issue. I do believe the only reason that the the FBI or other federal agents from the Defense Department have not kicked in your door already is because you live out in the middle of nowhere. And they are still driving from their nearest uh, <laughs> office. Uh, I'm, I'm heartened to believe that you and I have enough time to finish this podcast uh, before they take your microphone away. So I think we should, I think we should pick up the pace. Look, uh, the news this week about the idea of including Ukraine and in NATO not yep. only sends a very weird signal to Russia; it, it basically sends the signal to Russia. By the way, you were right. Like, you were right. Yep. We did want to bring NATO to your southern border. Yep. Uh, you did need to move quickly to attack Ukraine uh, before we put NATO troops on your border there. You were as crazy as you are. And the yep. Russian government is one of the few on this globe that makes ours look smart. But as crazy as the Russians are, what we're telling them basically is you were right. And Beijing... Moscow's new best buddy, apparently, is yeah. watching. And they're thinking, holy cow, the Russians were right. NATO is every bit as expansionist as we were worried about. Uh, the Americans and the Europeans really do lie every chance that they can get and encroach nearer and nearer anyone's border that they want to intimidate. We are going to need to move quickly on Taiwan, maybe 2027. I'm, I'm looking at my... Uh, my my uh calendar wow. here to see what year it is really 2027 you think 2027 is when beijing said uh they want to be prepared uh to unify their nation as they see it right wow. uh personally i believe that the taiwanese uh island ought to be recognized as an independent nation but we can get back to that in a moment they want to be ready by 2027 if I were Beijing and uh, a good practicing communist, and I believe that you know the long-term goal was to unify the nation, including the breakaway island, I would be picking up the pace today. I'd be saying the yes. United States is trying to put into the Pacific something that looks a lot like NATO, call it yes. NATO, I guess. Uh, we can't, uh, we can't put up with that. We can't wait. We need to move faster. I, I just think that we're sending all of the wrong signals. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Now, Mike, you're you're much older than me, or I don't, I wouldn't say much. Yes, older I am. Than you. I, I turned 130 last week. <laughs> I just turned 40 on Sunday, so I doubt you're much older than me. But you just got a little bit more gray hair than me. I got a lot more gray hair. I do remember uh, turning 40. Um, but I will not tell you how long ago it was. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. My my point being is that you've been doing this a lot longer than me. You're much more well-versed than me in this political well, arena and that. being a libertarian. I just got well. gray hair, but go ahead with your question. <laughs> um, what Have you seen anything like this on a global scale with an escalation of potential absolute conflict in your life we have seen things that could have gotten out of control uh i don't know whether we have seen things that were as likely to go mm. out of control 
Vietnam, mm. the expansion into Cambodia, the, the expansion into Laos, um, all of that could have gotten out of control if the Chinese Communist Party had felt as powerful in those days as it does today. Yeah. It didn't. And so we were able to get out of there. The same thing with the Korean so-called conflict, uh, the police action that was not a war. Um, right. You know, we were able to get out of that without it escalating again because the Chinese uh, Communist Party did not feel that it was up to taking us on one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Similarly, uh, you know, when the Russians uh, rolled into... Uh, Hungary, Poland, um, suppressing some of those areas. You know, when Reagan came to power, when some of those talks were not going well, there were things to be worried about. When the Russians went into Afghanistan and we were afraid of expansionism, you know, there are plenty of examples where there were things to worry about. Right. But I do uh, believe that the implication of your question is, is spot on. We are today facing, uh, look, it, it's clear that the Russian conventional capabilities were not, you know, what the Pentagon has been worried about all these years. Right. So let's set that aside just for a moment. Although clearly uh, we should be more careful than, than we have been because yeah, a, a nuclear yeah. exchange is still something that certain individuals in Moscow seem to find uh, – at least tolerable as a threat, if not uh, as an action. But let's set that aside just for a moment. The, the Chinese government has made no bones about the fact that they want to be the regional power in the Pacific. And they do not appreciate us encircling them. But instead of us saying, we're not encircling you, we're just making sure the Pacific stays open stays uh, free for trade and we protect our part instead of saying the, those things which is what you would say uh to a crazy person with hegemonic aspirations we're saying basically yep. we're gonna put as much power as we want into the south china sea the north china sea uh as as well as between korea and japan it's really a bad strategy. And I think that instead of, look, we went years and we went decades with this uh, silly idea of uh, not being clear on Taiwan, right? right. Strategic ambiguity is what uh, the, the Pentagon used to call it. And I, I think some people still do. Yes, yes. That leads to tactical silliness. And instead of straightening that out, we arguably had a, a good opportunity with a new president coming in. I wish that uh, President Trump had straightened this out when he first came in. Whenever you bring in a new administration, it's a great opportunity yeah. to be clear about where you'll send troops and where you won't. But instead yep. of, of straightening it out in terms of saying our partners, if you want to be our partner, you need to step up and take care of business and learn how to defend yourself. We sent exactly the opposite message, which is uh, President Biden saying, yeah, we'll send troops. What? Are you serious? We have backed ourselves into this situation because now, after decades of telling people we're, you know, half-assed, ready to protect Taiwan, now yeah. all these companies have invested in Taiwan. We've got chips coming from Taiwan that we believe yeah. that we can't live without. And so we've created this self-fulfilling prophecy where now yeah. we feel like we have to protect Taiwan because otherwise our technological sector will go in the crapper. This is a problem of our own making. Oh. If we had said years ago that if you in invade Taiwan, we are going to crap all over your head economically, well, then maybe we're having a conversation that makes a lot more sense in the long run. Yes, it does. But instead, we made China feel like they have to invade Taiwan because the alternative is they cede authority as the regional hegemon in the Pacific. And that's something that they don't want to tolerate. Some of these problems, I recognize they're complex. I don't mean to sound like, uh, you know, a single silver bullet is a, 
simple way to fix anything. But a lot of these problems of our own making over decades of silliness. You're you're absolutely 1000% right. Uh, Most, if not almost all of these global conflicts and these global situations are of our own volition and of our own making via our military industrial complex, trying to bully people into economic advantages. Now we're seeing the collapse of the dollar via BRICS nations and all kinds of other nations across the globe because people are sick and tired of the global homogeny and the global dominance and military industrial complex that our country has been executing throughout the world for the last 100 years. Mike, you've been absolutely fantastic. I would love to have you back on for to talk about actual domestic policies, but right now what we're facing the most... Uh, imminent threats or actual our own country creating problems around the world. So how next time I come back, I get to read the stories about pedophilia and you talk about the submarines. (laughs) That works. That works. I I, I want to give us a, uh, give us a rundown of how people can follow you. And if, if if you agree to it on air, I'd love to have you back on, but how people can, no, of course I'm going to come back on. I'll be on every damn day. I think your show is, your show has always been terrific. It's always going to be terrific. And I'm just uh, tickled uh, to death that I could be on for, for one moment uh, in that great string of being terrific. People can go, we've got two websites. I'd mentioned goldnewdeal.org, which is where our platform is. Uh, But generally about the campaign, uh, you can go to miketermott.com. The only problem there is you'd have to spell it right. M-I-K-E-T-E-R-M-A-A-T. My real email address is there. My real phone number is there. Drop me a text or an email if you want to uh, either complain or offer encouragement. If you got a few dollars in your pocket that are really annoying you, uh, you can make a contribution to the campaign at MikeTremont.com. But we're always open to feedback, uh, whether good, bad, or indifferent. If anybody wants to say anything bad about this show, we're going to have a problem because I'm coming back. And by the way, <laughs> You're absolutely- good for you uh, for plugging uh, Spikes, You Are the Power. I want everybody uh, to go to youarethepower.net. That is a terrific uh, endeavor and initiative that Spike has going on. And I say this, any chance I get, but never in front of Spike. So I hope he's not watching. Anybody <laughs> says anything bad about Spike, we're going to have to fight in the hallway. And I mean that. That's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know that uh, Spike's very busy. He, I doubt he watches the show. But Good, him because and I, I like, never like to say anything nice to his face. <laughs> him and I are actual friends and we, we actually text often and uh of course we follow each other on every platform so we have fun with each other online but well, good um, if you talk to him you tell him mike says go pound sand it has nothing good to say about him yeah, yeah i will text him right after we get off the show <laughs> and i know he'll laugh so much he's such a great sport but <clears throat> excuse me more importantly mike you're fantastic what i'd like to do is um not only have you back on the show for just you and i for um, you know more of the domestic issues before we before we get close. Yeah, we got to gotta the, talk uh, about police reform, and we got to talk yeah. about uh, yep. monetary yep. policy. But whenever yep. whenever you feel like it. Yeah, no, we'll get it lined up. What I'll need to do is uh, get my information together, get my sources together, like we've done tonight, right? Because I wanted to take time and make sure that we got good sources and good information to present to the audience, so that they can go and deliver said information to their you know, congressional uh, representatives and, and state rep- representatives yeah, and all that and whatnot. But for now, I want everybody to go to MikeTermatt.com. It's right there on the screen at Mike, T-E-R-M-A-A-T, Mike, M-I-K-E-T-E-R-M-A-A-T.com. <laughs> That's for those listening later, Mike, because there's a lot of people that will download the podcast in a, like a podcast format and not watch the actual video and they can't see it on screen. So I, I need to elaborate for those. And, uh, and, and go you. donate and go find it. You, you can find all of the elaborate details of what Mike's running on and how he wants to become the Libertarian Party national uh, protest candidate for 2024. And even if, if that, you know, without that, we need people like Mike in the party and we need to support people like Mike. Uh, Mike, any last 
plugs before I get to the last segment and we no, you go for, the next for it. We need we need podcasts like this in our party. And I do uh, want to reach out to all of you viewers who are not yet in the Libertarian Party. If you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, uh, let's be honest, your parties are not standing up for your rights. So the other thing that you need to do besides checking out my website and Spike's website and watching this podcast is become a (laughs) member of the Libertarian Party. We're standing up for your rights. No one else is going to. Amen. Mike, you are outstanding, brother. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'll talk to you very soon. Take care, brother. Yes, sir, you too. Absolutely outstanding. That's great. I cannot wait to have Mike right back on again very soon. I have some new sponsors coming on the show. I will not announce them yet, but if you're looking for a sponsorship spot, I have one more spot available. One more, because that's how quick the show is blowing up. Now, Let's get to our last segment of the evening, and it is a very freaking shocking and important one. Shocking new evidence reveals feds possibly instigated, possibly. Oh, my goodness, it makes me laugh every time. Possibly, let me put that in scare quotes for listening later, instigated violence during the January 6th Capitol riot. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, what's fun about this also is that this is from one of my friends this article right here and he's uh he's been on the show actually and we follow each other on twitter he's james charles or i'm sorry jeff charles i screwed that up that that makes me look real bad jeff charles i was riding off the cuff there um redstate.com april 10th by jeff charles great dude follow him on twitter follow redstate.com and check out these articles here we go More revelations about the federal government's actions concerning the January 6th riot at the United States Capitol have surfaced, and they they could place more scrutiny on the state's role in the affair. Now, I like the fact that Jeff is trying to be careful here, but I think we already know where this is going and has already been. But here's the kicker. There's a lot more information that has just been revealed and is extremely damning. And this is just this isn't a Republican or Democrat issue. This is again yet another apolitical issue that everyone should be paying attention to. And if you cared at all about truth and freaking justice, then you would be 100% on board with revealing and unveiling these types of details when it comes to federal involvement and law enforcement. They're not your friends, by the way, into corruption. My God, more revelations about J6 have surfaced. A motion filed by a lawyer representing members of the Proud Boys, a right-wing activist group, I would say far right-wing, indicates that there were a significant number of informants who infiltrated the group. We already know that. It gets worse. The motion, which was obtained by American greatness Julie Kelly, noted that the FBI informants were quote-unquote, vastly outnumbered by confidential human sources. Let me repeat, the FBI informants were vastly outnumbered by confidential human sources. We call that CHS and, quote-unquote, plainclothes operators representing other law enforcement agencies. Now, let me put this aside for a second and we'll continue that. Let me explain something. For those of you that don't know, and most of you already do, let me get this off the screen real quick. I'm sorry. Follow Mike Dramat. Go donate. Do that thing. Mike was great. That was outstanding. When the testimony came out about Ray Epps, he said specifically, specifically that he was not being involved with any law enforcement agencies. Do you know who is not a technically by definition definitive legal standard a law enforcement agency the department of homeland security and a myriad of others so under oath ray epps can literally say that he was not involved or participating in any conversation or coercion or relationship whatsoever with a technical law enforcement agency while still being involved with intelligence 
intelligence agencies throughout the countries. Now, unfortunately, redstate.com doesn't allude to that. But I know that via other podcasts that I've listened to and other resources that I've researched. That's very freaking real. Their intelligence agencies are not labeled as law enforcement agencies. So the testimony by Ray Epps, when he says that he under oath, and every time he ever says that he was not participating with a law enforcement agency, completely excludes the fact that he may or may not have been involved with intelligence agencies. And for those of you listening later, I made a very stupid face when saying he may not have. You got people like Adam Kinzinger literally coming to defense and all of the Democrats in Congress coming to the defense of Ray Epps, who was caught on camera telling people to storm the Capitol two days in a row. Why? It... Should I do I do I really even need to go through the right? Why? At this point, if you're still believing the narrative that one six was completely organic, then you're a lost human being. You're lost. I want Trump to go to jail because he's a war criminal, not because of a goofy freaking riot on January 6th. Not because of Russian collusion. Never happened. Proven false. I also want Barack Obama to go to jail. I want Joe Biden right now to go to jail. I want every freaking president all the way back to Abraham Lincoln, who, yes, is a war, or was, he's dead now, a war criminal. He suspended habeas corpus for the Confederacy. That's a war crime. All of them. To go to jail. It's not going to happen. So. In regards to this. I will defend the truth. That's it. I don't care. Or give a rat's A. About anything else. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I don't care if it hurts your biases. I don't care if the fact that you haven't researched. Or done any sort of information. Whatsoever. On these topics. You're just believing whatever narrative that you wish to believe, be you libertarian, Democrat, Republican, anarchist, or otherwise. I don't. I don't care. You're wrong. You haven't done your research. You don't know what you're talking about. This was an inside job. Full stop. And we have such overwhelmingly abundant proof. I don't care about Trump. I don't care about the Republicans. I care about holding law enforcement and this government accountable. And I don't care at what cost it comes when it comes to calling out who is doing a bad job. We're going to continue because you need to hear this. The document notes that, quote, an agency called Homeland Security Investigations HSI seems to have played a major role in handling and running CHSs. And that is uh CHS was a, you know, give me one second. Give me one second. Blah, 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 blah. Confidential human services, by the way. So confidential human services or human sources. Does that sound like a law enforcement agency? No, because it's not. Does the department is the department of Homeland security, a law enforcement agency? No, it's an intelligence agency. NSA. No, intelligence. CIA, no, intelligence. They were running among the Proud Boys on January 6, 2021. Quote, but even more damning is what the motion says about the behavior of these informants, according to the body cam footage. Quote, the, this new information is plainly exculpatory, the document reads. Body cam videos worn on January 6th by undercover Metropolitan Police officers. Now, pause. That doesn't mean Ray Epps was talking to them. Metropolitan Police officers are law enforcement. Were they undercover? Yes, they've been caught. They're wearing body cam footage and saying this right here. 
cheering on the demonstrators with chants of, quote, go, 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 stop the steal, and whose house, our house, end quote. So that has nothing to do with Ray Epps. Now you're talking about a myriad of freaking government agencies involved in January 6th. It's not about Trump. It's not about any party. It's about an out-of-control government. Period. And they want this violence. There's so much more to read here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out right there. I'll I'll revisit this later to the end. But let's 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 hang out here for a second. If we can't call out the absolutely obvious corruption, political corruption within the federal government and local and state governments, but specifically with this one incident that the media and the government has made such a huge deal about for going on what feels like 57 years at this point, then you are a lost human being. And I don't know what to tell you. I do not care about any of these politicians. None of them. That's why I was so avid about saying that I don't care about how scared the pictures of these warmongers that send your kids to war to die for their stocks in Raytheon and Boeing and every other freaking war distribution company. Like, I'm supposed to be sad about that? That these corrupt politicians, these bloodthirsty warmongers are hiding under desks? No, I don't care. I'm going to laugh at it and gladly be happy about it. Do I want it? No, because what we've seen is a result. The result has been them clearly using this incident, this very mild, stupid an ignorant incident to escalate the surveillance and complete corruption on American citizens. I hate it. That's why peace must be maintained. These people want war. Look no further than 1-6. They want you to be violent. That can't happen. And I'm a, you want me to be upset or mad or sad? That a bunch of freaking disgusting human beings were hiding under desks while like grandma was walking through the Capitol snapping selfies? No, I'm not going to be upset about it whatsoever. At this point, if idiots are going to do what idiots do, they get what they deserve. Both sides. How about you stop? with the war and you stop with the absolute corruption that has plagued our society for 100 years or more. Otherwise, you're going to keep getting shows like this or you get more one sixes. Take your pick. I don't know. I hope you pick the shows and I hope you pick sanity. But something tells me that you won't. Something tells me that you won't. But I do pray that this madness stops. Because quite literally at this point, the only thing that can save D.C. And quite frankly, much of our state and local governments is Jesus himself. Meaning you. The people. You have to pray to change the hearts and minds of these corrupt individuals. And you also have to realize that you have reality of power, just like the episode or the segment in Ants, The Bug's Life. The big cricket kicks over the mound because the other crickets say, we shouldn't even go back, we got enough food, and it buries the other crickets. 
and he says, those puny ants outnumber us 100 to 1. If they ever realize that, our way of life is over. So we really have two choices. The main choice being prayer. Full stop. It just is. Even if you're an atheist, just try it. Try it. But we're going to have to, at some point, realize that a revolution in this country is necessary, and it will happen. And it also can happen without one single shot being fired. It's called reality of power. Law enforcement makes up less than 1% of this country. We, the people, make up 99 plus percent. If we all just said no, even if just 10% of us said no, what could they do? And I'll leave it right there because I'm six minutes over, six minutes and 36, 30, 40 seconds over because <laughs> I keep talking. Um, I'll leave it right there. I love each and every one of you very much. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to catch all the lunch shows that are getting wildly popular. They are at noon central, same as every channel here, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Please subscribe, hit the notifications bell. So every time we go live, you'll be there with us to enjoy and learn and hopefully get as passionate as I am. And hopefully I can get more passionate, same as other people are. And we can all get informed and know what to do together. In Jesus' name, because that's what we need. We have to come together. Dangerous liberty over peaceful slavery. I love you very much. Galatians 2.20. Don't forget Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I am out.